welcome to Conspiracy to Murder, where I talk about weird and questionable deaths. Was it really an accident or natural causes, or was foul play involved? Stay tuned for my take on what I think really happened. This week, I'll be talking about the smiley face murder theory. The existence of this possible group is a conspiracy in and of itself. It's a theory supported and advanced by retired New York City detectives Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte and Dr. Lee Gilbertson, a criminal justice professor and gang expert at St. Cloud State University. They believe that a number of young men found dead in bodies of water across several Midwestern American states from the late 1990s to 2010s didn't accidentally drown as law enforcement agencies have concluded but were victims of a serial killer or killers. This theory gets its name from the smiley face graffiti that appeared near at least a dozen locations where law enforcement thinks the killer or killers dumped the bodies. It seems that law enforcement, apart from the three men I named earlier, were skeptical about this theory. Gannon, Duarte, and Gilbertson suggest an organized group of serial killers would drug unsuspecting victims at a bar or party, then abduct, hold, and torture the victims before finally killing and dumping the bodies in the water. The three major parts of this supposed group of serial killers' MO are the presence of unexplained drugs, the consistent profile of white, athletic, successful students who are well-liked by their peers, and the smiley face graffiti. Now let's look deeper into these three components. Starting with the unexplained drugs, Gannon and Duarte suggest the victims were abducted, drugged, and held for a period of time before their murders. They think the young men were given a substance that would render them unconscious and go undetected by an autopsy or toxicology report. Moving on to the victim profile, Gannon and Duarte believed the men were most likely targeted because the killers were not smart or good in school, unemployed, and unpopular. Another similarity between the victims is that they all disappeared after a night of drinking with friends and were later found dead in a body of water. The final piece is the presence of smiley face graffiti near several body locations. Although that graffiti was there, the paint color, size, and style of the faces varied. The investigators held true to their theory that this was a killer signature and a way of claiming responsibility. Now, I just have to throw my opinion in here for a second. There's so much graffiti everywhere, so it seems like a bit of a stretch to call these signatures of a group of serial killers. Smiley faces are also a really common thing to draw. If I was given a can of spray paint, that's the first thing I would draw because that's about the extent of my talent. Also, serial killer signatures are pretty similar, if not exactly the same in every occurrence. That's how it gets dubbed a signature. So to have all the smiley faces be very different makes it hard for me to consider this a possible signature. All right, enough about my opinion. Let's get back to the theory. Another element of these cases that led Gannon, Duarte, and Gilbertson to claim these were homicides was the condition their bodies were in when they were found. While the victims were reportedly missing for several days, their bodies showed minimal signs of deterioration. In one example, the body of Dakota James was found in the Ohio River, and despite being missing for 40 days, his body experienced minimal deterioration. 
Another victim, Tommy Booth, had been missing for two weeks before his body was found in a previously searched Pennsylvania Creek in full rigor mortis. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, it's basically a death rigidity where the limbs of a corpse stiffen due to chemical changes in the muscles. I won't detail the specifics of those chemical changes because it's very complex and includes a lot of really big scientific words. So the state of Booth's body raised question that he had been held for a period of time after he went missing because rigor mortis usually dissipates within 24 to 36 hours after death. The creek he was found in had also been previously searched, so this also lends to that theory. Another detail that points to murder is the fact that some victims appeared to be staged. One victim had his head and shoulders sticking out of the water as if he had gone for a swim. Another victim, Chris Jenkins, was found floating on his back with his arms crossed on his chest. Gannon said, quote, it screamed homicide. In 2008, Gannon and Duarte went public with their smiley face killer theory, appearing on several morning and late night talk shows to discuss the case. However, this didn't influence local or national law enforcement to further investigate this theory. The FBI even released a statement dismissing the theory. They reviewed the information and didn't find any connection between the victim's death and this serial killer or killer's theory. They confirmed what local authorities had already said. These drownings appeared to be alcohol-related accidents. A criminal profiler echoed this statement, calling the theory ludicrous and arguing that the evidence doesn't fit what's known about serial killers. She said that the smiley face near where the bodies entered the water was merely a coincidence, and if you looked in any five-square-mile area, you could probably find a smiley face. In 2010, the Minneapolis-based Center for Homicide Research released a scathing 18-point refutation of this theory entitled Drowning the Smiley Face Murder Theory. They brought up several holes in the theory, such as the inability to date when the graffiti was actually done in relation to the drownings, the relative infrequency of, quote, homicidal drowning, and the alleged frequency of drunk young men accidentally drowning in the regions mentioned. The Center for Homicide Research ultimately placed the blame on binge drinking rather than a homicidal gang or group of killers. They brought up the fact that college students drowning in bodies of water has occurred long before these cases and this theory was identified. As convincing as some of the evidence seems, I find it hard to believe that there's a gang of serial killers working together across several different states who have the exact same M.O. I kind of think about it like two people doing the same puzzle. One person might sit there and sort out all the edge pieces and put those together first. The other person might look at the picture on the box and put the puzzle together by section first. They're doing the exact same puzzle, but they have different methods of completing it. I also agree with what professionals have said that these tragic deaths are too general to be a result of a group of serial killers. Alcohol-related drownings have happened long before these cases were identified, and they'll continue long after this theory goes away. At some point, I think the investigators are going to have to let go of this theory. 
If they keep insisting these deaths are murders, they're going to keep stringing the families of the victims along, and it seems like it'll be harder for them to move on. The final bit that I think is kind of ridiculous is the theory that this group of smiley face killers is highly sophisticated and communicate with each other on the dark web. They already theorized that the group was not smart or good in school. How could they be sophisticated enough to orchestrate this giant, elaborate web of murders across several states and get away with it? Let me know what you think about this theory. Do you believe the smiley face killers are real, or do you think these are all just tragic accidents? Thank you for listening to Conspiracy to Murder, where I talk about weird and questionable deaths. Was it really an accident or natural causes, or was foul play involved? Thank you.